My name is Emily Lehman, and this is In Lehman's Terms podcast. Hi, guys. Today, I want to talk about manifestation, healing energies, all those types of vibes. When I was in my early recovery, manifestation and journaling were such a huge part of my recovery process. And I just want to share a really special example of something that I manifested over these last few years. And yeah, so we will just dive right in. When I was living in Cincinnati, Ohio, I lived at a place, what I like to just call it um, for the podcast and whatever, we'll call it the Euclid house. If anyone is from like the Cincinnati area, you know, it's a street in Madeira, usually always really busy. Um, And during my drug addiction, I lived with someone, I had a boyfriend and we were together for like close to around like five years on and off. Um, It was a pretty toxic relationship, obviously, lots of drug abuse, um, physical, mental, verbal abuse as well. But so me and my partner in May, May 6th of 2012, we ended up randomly one morning at the ASPCA and I was not planning on adopting a dog that day, but lo and behold, we left with a tan German shepherd and we named him Cooper. And from even literally bringing him home, we, I had like the window cracked in the back so he could like get some air, be fresh breathing, yada, yada. The little fucker literally jumped out of the window. I didn't have shoes on. I'm like running, chasing him, whatever, off to a great start. I was totally not sold on this dog, but a few days in, he totally and completely stole my heart. And, you know, if you own a dog or you're a dog lover and you create that bond with a dog, you know that there's nothing like it. And especially I feel like when you rescue a dog, um, the bond is even stronger in a way because you've rescued them and they know that you have given them a safe home. And I just, you know, I find that to be just so special. So I had Cooper for about four years. He was with me through literally everything. And he, you know, was honestly like my best friend at the time going through my drug addiction. Really none of my friends were obviously in the same boat as me. So there's a lot of stuff that I went through alone and feelings and withdrawals and crazy, just, you know, things. And Cooper was always there for me through those situations. If I was upset, crying, you know, he's always coming over, giving me kisses, laying his head in my lap, just like, you know, how dogs are. They're just like the absolute best. And like I said, you know, Cooper was with me through a lot of also traumatizing situations. One situation I'll share with you guys. One year right after Christmas, it was like right before New Year's, I think. I was at the Euclid house. It's early in the morning. It's like literally laying in bed in like a t-shirt, you know, your sleep clothes. My boyfriend at the time was like, oh, someone's coming over to like pick up some weed or something like I'll be right back. And at the time, 
we had like cameras outside the front doors and like I can see everything on the iPads. And so I see it. I thought it was supposed to be one person showing up, but two people showed up, which, you know, I thought was a little weird, but whatever this kid was from our high school, like he was not a stranger and I'm just like laying in bed, minding my own business. And all of a sudden I look over and my boyfriend is being led up the stairs to our bedroom with a pistol at the back of his head with two guys like screaming at him, yelling at him, like move, move. Like in that moment, I literally froze. I had my cell phone right next to me and I'm like, okay, do I call 911? Like, what the fuck do I do? Like, if I call 911, is it going to make it worse? Like, I like literally froze. I did not know what to do. Um, and I just slid my phone like under the pillow. And these two guys like came in our bedroom. Cooper was with me, obviously, of course. He's freaking, freaking out. These guys are yelling, like, I'm going to shoot your dog if you don't shut him up, blah, 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 blah. And then the two guys told me to, uh, what did they say, roll over baby or something. And in that moment, I was like, oh, my God, like, okay. I was like, something horrible is like about to happen to me. Um, I remember just like putting my head in between these two pillows and just taking like one huge deep inhale and was like, okay, like I have to keep my shit together. I think they were just like looking for money or like, I don't really know because whatever they came for, they like, they stole like our iPads, my cell phone, a gold watch, um, like physical things. Like I didn't have, I don't carry cash. I like my boyfriend didn't have cash at the time. He had like just went to the bank. So basically then they tell us to get up we had another roommate at the time. So they go get him out of his room. He's like, what the hell is going on? They lay us all out down on the main floor. I'm like laying in the kitchen area, like hands above our heads, like arms out, like true movie scene shit. Um, I cannot see my boyfriend. He's like in the like TV room. I have no idea where he is. I can see our other roommate and he's like mouthing off. And I'm just like, oh my God, oh my God, like, please just shut up. Just like, please let them leave. Like, they're just going to leave. And that situation, you know, I mean, this happened at like 1030 in the morning. And like I said earlier in the show, Euclid like the Euclid house is on like a main road. So I'm laying on the floor of my kitchen and I can see out the windows. Like I can see cars passing by, like I can see help, but I cannot get to the help. And I think that was the most terrifying situation. And, you know, they did end up leaving. They just took like our cell phones and like the, camera and like you know just like stupid stuff they did pistol with my boyfriend no one was like hurt hurt but having cooper through that and just after the fact of having him like in the house as a protector was you know really really crucial it was very scary for the next few months like are these people gonna come back like 
you just, it's a very like unsettling feeling when you've been violated in your home like that. And, you know, at the time there were no guns in our home, obviously after the robbery that changed and now having a gun in the house with people who are on drugs and in toxic relationships, you know, was also really scary. You know, I watch plenty of investigation discovery. I love like watching murder and mystery and like, you know, shit can go wrong. And thankfully that never happened. I multiple times had to ask my boyfriend's family at the time to remove the handgun at times when I thought, you know, his mental health was not in the right place. There should not be a gun in our home. And honestly, they didn't seem to really take it too seriously. But, you know, it's a really unsettling feeling at night when you have to go to sleep and there's a pistol under your boyfriend's pillow. It's I it's my, my anxiety at the time just, you know, was fucking terrible. So that happened and. Obviously, I think Cooper was a little traumatized from it. I was traumatized from it. Um, But basically, what I'm trying to say is that going to the ASPCA that one day was just ended up being one of the greatest days of my life. And Cooper was such a blessing. And I honestly don't know if I would have gotten through some of those times without him. It is very lonely when you're struggling with an addiction and you don't really have anyone to talk to about it or with or share anything that you're going through. Um, You know, I was 19, 20, 21. None of my girlfriends are snorting Percocets and doing Xanax on the daily. It's just it's not normal. And to go through things like that on your own is really hard. So to have someone or something, whether it's a human or an animal, um, you know, is really, it really, really helped me. And unfortunately I only got to spend about four years with Cooper. I, you know, my boyfriend and I had broken up. I had went to New York for a work trip. Um, and instead of keeping Cooper with my parents, I was like, he can stay with you. You can watch him, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, you get into like the dog custody battles and all the fights and whatever. And he wanted to keep him. And I'm like, okay, like you can watch him for a few extra days. It's like not that big of a deal. Fine. Well, I, um, was leaving the bookstore in Hyde Park And I got a phone call from him and I answer the phone and he's absolutely fucking hysterical. I can't even understand what he's saying. It's like, and I'm like, okay, I need you to slow. Like I, I honestly thought like someone in his family had passed away. He was so upset, so distraught. I could not understand what he was saying. And then I finally was able to make out the word Cooper and was hit by a car. And in that moment, I'm like literally getting on 71, which is a highway. I was heading back home. And I think I just honestly went into shock. I 
didn't even know what to say. I was like, where are you? Like, what the hell is going on? Like, what do you mean? And he's like, he's gone. He's gone. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what happened? Like, where are you? And I hung up with him and I like immediately called my parents. Um, I think my dad might have picked up the phone first. Um, and I was like, something happened with Cooper. I think he got hit by a car. Like I need you guys to come meet me at the Euclid house. And when I got there, Cooper was laying in the back of a minivan with a tarp, like pulled over the, um, lower half of his body because I believe he got hit there. Um, and it was really, really shitty. Um, totally unexpected. How could you let this happen? How did this happen? Where were you? Why weren't you watching him? Just like so many questions. Um, and it really, that really just changed a lot for me. Um, you know, I had asked my puppy daddy, her ex-boyfriend or whoever at the time, I was like, what happened? Like, how did this happen? And he's like, I was outside doing lawn work with my grandpa. And like, I don't know what happened. And the next thing I know, like a truck came out of nowhere and he hit him and the truck just kept driving. I was like, okay, like this doesn't really make any sense. And, you know, a lot of stories that you get from drug addicts are fabricated and they don't make sense, or it's just, it's always a clusterfuck. And it was really interesting because I had posted about Cooper on my Facebook and a girl, a friend of mine's sister that I grew up with, she sent me a message on Facebook and she told me that she actually saw what had happened. And what she told me was totally opposite of what my puppy daddy had explained that had happened. My friend's sister basically said that Cooper was totally all the way across the street. So not even in our front yard and that he was trying to come back to the house or something. And he got hit by a car. I don't know. Honestly, I'll probably never know what happened. And that's okay. Um, you know, the end result is the same. Unfortunately, I believe that happened on a Sunday. It was October 29th. It was right before Halloween 2016. And my mom called our vet or someone like the animal like cremation place. I don't know. Um, but they were so sweet and they opened up for us on that Sunday and we were able to take Cooper right then um, and have him cremated. And, you know, he is now like in this little box and he sits on my shelf and, you know, I am extremely grateful for the time that I had with him. And, you know, it's really funny how the world works and obviously Cooper being hit by a car is a horrible fucking tragedy. But in a weird way, you know, 
that was like my last tie to my ex-boyfriend and like that situation, the Euclid house, the drugs, that was my last little connection that I had to that life. And once that tie was severed, it really changed things for me. So as horrible as a situation that it was, you know, there was some good to come out of it because I was really able to set boundaries now and really cut him out of my life. And it was really hard to do that. You know, when you're like sharing a dog and you live five or 10 minutes down the road from one another. Um, and I had always dreamed of getting another German shepherd after Cooper had passed away. And this is kind of where the manifestation comes in. And when I moved back home with my parents and stuff on full moons, I'm like writing things, I'm lighting them on fire, I'm recharging my crystals, and I'm just really channeling in that energy. And it really helped me really get through some really hard times. And ever since Cooper had passed away, I, for five years, seriously, I had been manifesting being able to adopt another German shepherd. And in my dreams, you know, he would be all black, have some brown. Ideally, he would be all black, but you catch my vibe. And when I first moved to Los Angeles, I was working at Louis Vuitton. I worked on the third floor, women's like high-end shoes, fashion, clothing. This man came in with an all black German shepherd. He, the dog was not even on a leash. He was so well-behaved, the absolute most loyal, most handsome little fluff that I have ever seen. And I looked at my friend, Casey, we worked together at Louis Vuitton and I looked at her and I go, that is the fucking dog I'm going to have. Like I am going to adopt another German shepherd one day and I cannot wait. And that was probably about a year and a half ago from this day today. So over the pandemic, COVID, the panini, I started feeling like it was time for me to get a dog again. So I started looking online at like adopt me pets or like, you know, whatever those search engines are to look up like in your zip codes. And I started subscribing to like email notifications about like shepherds in my area. You know, I was looking for a while and obviously, of course, because of the pandemic, tons of people were trying to adopt dogs and especially being in Los Angeles. So weird. Some dog places will only give you a dog if you're like a high-end influencer, like such stupid shit. But I was looking and looking and looking for so long. And finally, I came across this one um, advertisement or like this one listing for a dog named Bullet. He was one year old, basically all black. Um, and I remember taking a picture of his little like snippet online, sending it to like my cousin and a few of my really good friends and being like, oh my God, guys, like this is the dog. Like this is the dog of my dreams. Like this is the dog I have been looking for. I submitted an application. I was so excited. 
I'm like checking my email, like literally every 20 minutes, just like refresh, refresh, just like waiting, like every single day, every morning I'm waking up, checking my email and like hopes that I can like foster and or adopt a dog, specifically Bullet. So I, after a few weeks, I was like, couldn't take I was just like, I had to know like where this dog went, like if he was still available, like where the hell is Bullet? The agency is called Barkin Bitches. They were on like Melrose Fairfax area, an amazing shelter, you guys. If you're in the Los Angeles area, please check them out. The woman who runs it is absolutely phenomenal. Um, but I got an email saying that Bullet unfortunately had been adopted and I seriously so upset. I was like, this dog, like this was the dog for me. I was like, he's just so handsome. He has the long, narrow snout and kind of a boxy face. He's just like everything I literally dreamed of. And I remember being just like so sad. And I was like, okay, like that's it. I'm not really going to look anymore. That's really the dog that I wanted. And, you know, if it's meant to be, it will be. So I kind of stopped looking. Well, fast forward a few weeks and one Sunday morning, of course, I was checking my email and the woman from Bark and Bitches emailed me and was like, hi, Emily, if you're still interested in Bullet, his foster, like adoptive parents, things aren't working out. I need a foster for him immediately. Please call me if you can. And this is like a Sunday morning. It's like 7.30. And I'm like, ah, like, oh my God, I'm freaking out. I'm like sweating. I'm like sweating right now, like talking about it because it just like makes my heart so happy. I like start shaking my boyfriend. I'm like, wake up, wake up, wake up. I'm like, we, I'm like, you have to wake up. You have to wake up. And I'm like trying to convince him that like, this is a good idea. And okay, we can just try it out. So I call the woman and I'm like, I would absolutely love to foster bullet as long as I have the option to adopt him after said foster period. And she was like, oh, absolutely. If it works for you, he's yours. I was like, oh, okay. So on June 17th of last year, my whole life totally changed. I mean, I could not get to that woman's house fast enough. (laughs) So I spent like the first few hours that morning. I like went to the store. I bought a Lee. I'm like, you know, just like running all over the place, getting ready to pick up bullet. We go over to her house around noon to do like a meet and greet standing there waiting, waiting, waiting. And finally the guy who was returning him shows up and I'm just like standing there. And before he even got out of the car, I'm crying. Like I just being able to adopt another dog, like let alone a fucking German shepherd. That is just like, oh guy, he's so beautiful. I'm so obsessed with him. If you can't tell, but bullet gets out of the car. He like comes over, he introduces himself to me. We're talking to this man And he goes, okay, so this is Cooper. Guys, the family renamed Bullet Cooper. And now if tell me that this fucking dog was not meant for me. I started bawling my eyes out. I could not believe it. I'm still honestly kind of in shock. It 
the universe is so funny guys and ask believe receive baby you have to be patient you have to be intentional and to be able to give this dog a better chance at life and a happy life and have just that companionship with the dog again and those of you who own dogs like you know what I mean it is just so special and the fact that his like previous owners like named him Cooper so fucking crazy and I just well his name is Remington now obviously he couldn't keep the name but Remington has been just the light of my life during this pandemic and he has been so great and I just can't believe that he's mine and that I get to like have a dog again you know I waited a very very long five years so this is why Remington is just extra 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 special to me and I truly believe that you know, my Cooper has come back to me full circle and it's just crazy how the universe works. And I just wanted to share that with you guys. And because I feel like throughout future episodes and stories, you know, you'll definitely, I'm sure hear the name Cooper. And I want you guys to understand who he was and what he meant to me and how now important and special Remington is to me is just it's just really special and if there's something you guys want you know it's not out of reach you really just have to channel your energies and just speak to the universe sounds crazy and but if you do she will listen and you know things might not be immediate and You know, I waited for Remington for five long, long years. And I honestly now so many funny things will happen that I write manifestations. I write them down in a journal. And when things come true, it's just so cool and so crazy to see something that you've manifested and seeing it in your life playing out. And in reality is it's so rewarding. So That is just like a little bit more about me. And I feel like in one of my beginning episodes, you know, I like very briefly had touched on Cooper and how he got hit by a car. And I don't want you guys to think that I'm like a bad dog parent or because, you know, I was not there for that situation. And, you know, obviously accidents do happen. Uh, You know, I was not there that day. So, you know, I don't want to like place blame, you know, on anyone, but, you know, if your dogs are just like a friendly reminder for you guys, like if you guys live on busy streets and you have your dog outside, just like make sure that they're always close. They're on a leash. Just don't let them roam. Going through that experience was just like so shitty. It really sucked. And now I just kind of hate Halloween and So hug your fur babies, give them extra kisses, give them a treat today. Remington and I actually 
just went and donated to Barkin' Bitches a few bags of dog food and like a water bowl and some bones that he no longer like plays with or anything. So if anyone is in the Los Angeles area and you want to donate toys or dog beds, food or anything, please message me. I'm happy to pick them up and donate them to Barkin' Bitches. I do that pretty often. I love Barkin' Bitches. I will forever be grateful for them for, you know, bringing Remington into my life and any way that I can give back to them, I love to do. So if you're in the LA area or in the Valley, hit me up, let me know. And I also just want to say thank you guys for the continued support on this podcast. It's been so overwhelming. It's been so great. I've gotten so many donations from you guys and just the outpouring feedback, the reviews, everything has been so wonderful. So if you're able to leave me a little donation to help keep my show going for show fees, costs, everything that's involved with producing a podcast, you know, it's not free. So donations are always, always, always encouraged and accepted. Think of it as leaving me a little tip. Thank you guys who have donated. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode and it inspired you to manifest something of your own and dream big guys the universe is yours and nothing is out of reach i also appreciate all of the apple podcast reviews i've been getting please leave me a review let me know your feedback what topics do you want to hear about what stigma should we annihilate next please let me know all the feedback is so helpful i'm super new to this criticism is best thank you guys so much for listening and spending some time with me i will talk to you next time Thank you for joining us today on this episode, and hopefully we could put this lesson into layman's terms. See you guys next episode.